Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So much gaslighting and stuff like that. And I just, I really deep down felt like something was wrong with me because yeah. I couldn't just get over things like how you know, my mother wanted me to, you know, it would be like, oh, well, this horrible thing happened this morning and I did this to you, but you need to get over it and leave the past in the past. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives. And that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story, what happened to them, how they got through, and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey, my beautiful friends, was your family dysfunctional or normal? Often we have no idea that what we were going through was dysfunctional because it was all we'd ever known. I have a brand new blog post out right now called The Five Signs of a Dysfunctional Family. It's based on Justin's story of his parents who went through a very toxic divorce dragging their kids through every last horrible moment of it. The link to this blog post is in the show notes. 
Adriana's mother was a narcissist and she made her life hell. She was abusive, toxic and abandoning and she used high levels of manipulation and gaslighting. She turned Adriana against her own father and at the time Adriana had no idea what was going on because she'd never known any different. When Adriana finally decided to leave her mother's home, it took more than one attempt because the manipulation and gaslighting were in full force. We pick this story up as Adriana is talking about how she had no idea what a normal childhood was. I had no real reference point for what exactly was normal. And there wasn't really anybody to tell me that this is not normal. I was kind of on my own at a very young age, just sort of brainwashed into basically catering to this woman who brought me here to give her what she would have assumed was a lifetime of supply, which didn't end up happening in the end. But uh, yeah. That's wow. it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so was your dad in the picture very much at all when you were a little kid? So he was not. And I actually found out in 2016. <laughs> so I was in my mid to late 20s at that time that he actually had custody of me as well. They had shared custody. But my mother brainwashed me against him so much. Like it, this is like a classic example of parental alienation. I was terrified of the man. So anytime that he came over to see me, I would run away into my room and hide from him. Like I was just absolutely terrified. And I just kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to see him. And it's not that he did something bad to me. It's that my mother put all this stuff into my head about him. And so when I found these documents in 2016, I saw that like he could have actually, he could have had like access to me at any time. So there were no real rules in the arrangement, but because I kept saying no, his next step would have been to come with like a police escort or something like that. But he figured that would traumatize me even more because I already think he's a bad man. And that would have given my mother so much more ammunition to, you know, say horrible things about him and have me against him even more. So he was really not in the picture. I didn't want him in the picture. Even when I was a bit older, he tried to reach out to me, but I just was not having it. So it really like we only got into contact in 2014 when I decided that I was going to forgive him for abandoning me as a child, which obviously was not the case. And yeah, it sort of just went from there. Wow. 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 It's just crazy, isn't it? The yeah. the levels of manipulation just in that that one relationship, mm -hmm. which was your dad, you know, it's just crazy. And so as you get older as a teen, how did you feel about your mother then? I mean, did you did you have trust and love for your mom at that point? So I I did have trust and love for her, but I also kind of hated her at the same time. So really it was when I started developing a personality. So around age eight or nine, that's when things started to be like I noticed a shift in the dynamic with my mother. As a teenager, it got a lot worse. Like we would get into screaming matches all the time. And I really like just felt guilty a lot of the time because like, I didn't think I was that bad of a kid, but you know, she would talk to her friends on the phone when I was 13 saying, oh, Adriana did this to me today. I can't believe it. 
I am so stressed out, blah, blah, blah. Like she would talk really loud so that I would hear her and all the displeasure that she had towards me and my behavior and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I was not a bad kid whatsoever, but you would think that I was like doing really horrible things with how she would talk about me, which was, you know, it, it really just put so much fear into me and guilt and shame and like the sense of obligation. And I really just always felt like I owed her. And I didn't see any way out of this dynamic. So I, you know, I had the thoughts of running away and stuff like that, but it was like, where would I go? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have anybody. I have no other family. So it was just really, I was stuck and very, very brainwashed. Yeah. And so looking back at that time, how was your mental health, do you think? Oh, probably horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had any mental health, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was told this was, this is how it is. So like there yeah. was so much gaslighting and stuff like that. And I just, I really deep down felt like something was wrong with me because yeah. I couldn't just get over things like how, you know, my mother wanted me to, you know, it would be like, oh, yeah. well, this horrible thing happened this morning and I did this to you, but you need to get over it and leave the past in the past. So definitely had a really bad effect on my mental health. Yeah. And it's so goddamn confusing mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's so confusing isn't it when For somebody's real. just so like one minute attacking you and then saying what is wrong with you why can't you get over it you know like it's just yeah it's crazy and so you mentioned before that you didn't see much of any family why was that why was your mum not in contact with family so, I mean, she'd get into a fight with someone every week. Like she just was a very combative person. I mean, we lived with my grandparents and so that was like my family, but they, you know, they were much older, of course, they didn't really speak English. I didn't really speak that good Italian. So again, it wasn't really like they could have told me anything that was going wrong. And she was also in a position of power over them as well, because she was kind of their caretaker as they got older. And I would see cousins here and there sometimes for holidays and stuff like that, but it would really just always end up in sort of like a World War Three at the house with, with everyone there. Like it was just insanity. And so I cannot blame the other people for not wanting to be in contact with her. And I just really remember there was always, there was always a problem. Like, yeah, like my, she even got into a fight with my godparents after my confirmation in grade eight so it was and I've never spoken to them since so it's just like yeah it's been it, it was really like she alienated everybody against her yeah wow that's that's mm -hmm. so hard isn't it and it it isolates mm -hmm. you even further exactly and, and so that was the point of it yeah yeah yep. right right so she's happy to sort of alienate herself from everybody as well you know that's exactly. yeah that's weird isn't it you think yeah. that she would want to still be but she's she's just building this little kind of universe where it's just you and her mm -hmm. yeah, yeah wow okay and so at some stage you decided to move out didn't you mm -hmm. yeah and what happened so I actually moved out twice <laughs> oh. so the first time it lasted a solid two weeks it was 2012. I was in my early-ish to mid-20s or something like that. And so I have a dog and I still have him to this day. He is 
13 years old. I can't believe it. And um, he was much younger at the time and he was out of his element. So I got a few noise complaints from his barking during the day when I was at work. And then she ended up running with that and guilt tripping me back into moving back to the house. I lost first and month, first and last month's rent, all the expenses of moving and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was horrible. It just added on to the financial abuse aspect of everything. And then the second time I moved out was 2016 and that was for good. And it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. There, there's like a whole story about a duvet that I can try and give you the fast version of it because she she basically gave me an ulcer over a duvet. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like a bed sheet cover. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was about like there was so much drama around the move, literally. Like when I was moving, my friends came and helped me to move a few pieces of furniture. They had a van, so they were really nice to help me with that. And my mom just screamed at me the whole time. And she actually took my house keys away from me in front of everyone just to embarrass me. I still moved though. And yeah, it was it was just a total nightmare. She also she charged me rent while I was like the the moment I got my first job. So I mean, you know, she then called me like a week after I moved out and said that I needed to give her $500 extra for the heating bill because she left the heat on for the dog and she could have been a real bitch and let him die in the cold. And I was like, what the hell? So it was just like so much drama. And then about a month or so after I moved out, all of a sudden she needed my duvet, like my, the, the comforter for my bed. Because what if she sells the house and it doesn't match the sheets or whatever? And then I said like, okay, so I have been using this duvet for like years. It is mine. I understand you paid for it when I was a child, <laughs> but I have just, you know, spent so much money moving and a decent duvet is around a hundred dollars. I did not have that at the time. And so she ended up telling me that she was going to buy me a new one as long as she got the old one back. So I was like, all right. And because I didn't buy it from the store she wanted me to get it from, she said she was going to give me $80 for it. So I bought a better one that was 100 and I figured, okay, so she's going to give me 80 bucks, $20 for a new duvet. She gets the old one back. That's fine. But then because I bought it from a different store, she yelled at me, got mad at me, refused to give me the money for it. And I ended up getting, oh, so it was actually my, my husband, my now husband. And then at the time, fiance, his grandfather passed away and she followed me around the funeral, just harping on me about this duvet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just absolute ridiculousness. And I ended up getting an ulcer the next day. Like it was just wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then eventually I ended up just throwing the old duvet down the garbage chute out of spite just because she was making absolutely no sense. And I was just annoyed at that point. So yeah, that's how moving out went for me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's just so full on, isn't it? And totally. yeah. it's like, yeah, as I, I retell can... it, I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah, and... I haven't told the story in a while. for being on this journey of healing and community with me if you listen on apple i would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast it would mean a lot check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode if you're on instagram follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it 
Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.